Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. the difference or because i rocked i rocked without the pop filter for a while so i'm not sure yeah you did you did if i i think i should sound better now like the last couple episodes i've been using it but um i didn't uh i'm I'm glad you asked to like if i was working from home today i typically don't i've kind of if you're welcome back to fans but if you've uh if you've listened to the podcast before you've probably heard me explain why i don't like working from home anymore even though i have the ability to but today was a little bit more flexible because it's November 1st and yesterday being Halloween and also as a salesperson or salesman, end of the month is obviously very important. You know, it's probably, it's typically not the most busy time of the month for me because I prepare, like, it's when you go through school and you have like tests at the end of a semester, tests at the end of a week or something, you always cram. I tried mm-hmm. to do that the first like, not even, I mean, not even year, like the first couple months of my sales career and realize, okay, sales is not something you can cram. You have to like chip away at your goal incrementally throughout the month. So it's typically not the most stressful. Um, and yesterday wasn't because I was going in with uh, the total, I was 4% away from my total goal for the month. So really very, very minimal difference, like one deal away. And that was just like my general goal that I always hit every month. It's like a baseline, basically. Well, my boss, uh, we had discussed a couple of, or a sales manager, whatever you want to call them. Um, we set we set incentives every once in a while for like certain things. If I hit certain numbers in a, in a month, and I was four uh, percent away from my baseline goal, I ended up putting about up yesterday about twenty five to thirty percent of my total month's production in one day. I just had, I just caught a heater. I had like, you know, five, six, seven straight phone calls that were all closes, which is not normal. And I did so much business. I actually hit one of my incentive goals, which is I am going later today to go buy a brand new golf driver, a brand new driver for my, for my bag. It was going to be golf related. Well, so one of my, it can, it can be anything like it could literally be anything. So I've done it for like my next one will probably be like, I'm going to do like a lens, like a camera lens. So we can, it's just between he and I, like whatever incentivizes me to like sell more essentially. So, but my coworker put it really well because I have a fully functioning and I play well with them like golf bag. Like my golf bag is fine. I don't need any upgrades. Like an upgrade would be nice. It would help me. And truly it would actually shave strokes off my game. But I don't care to go out of my own pocket and buy new golf clubs when I play just fine with mine. So my coworker um, did this with his golf bag. He basically would set incentives that would be like a little golf club every like a wedge here or like, you know, this this towel or whatever. So like the boss essentially just pays for your entire brand, like your entire golf bag. And so my first one was the driver. So I'm going to get it because I have a 2007 driver, dude. 2007, bro. 16 years. This is going to be 16 years of new technology in this driver. So I'm very excited for that. Boss was pissed because he was not, he can't, he saw it coming. He didn't see it coming. It came out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, he already had to buy a few of the other guys, some incentive gifts. So he was, uh, 
less than enthused when I sent him the message that I did that much production one day. He was he was happy for me because I did it, but it was unexpected because um, we were together on Monday and I was kind of like, yeah, you know, probably just another normal month for me, like nothing crazy, and then just went nuclear yesterday. So today, and you're saying and- that you wanted to record during the day. I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of works because I went nuclear yesterday and I've kind of cleaned up most of what I need to do. So today's pretty relaxed. So. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Like Halloween has just passed and I figured you were going to go off on that, but I guess you didn't have much. I have something though. I'm realizing as I get older, I'm not that big of a fan of Halloween anymore. Like I, I and I was talking about this earlier with my Spanish teacher, like I've realized that there's like a time period where like when you come out of college, it was fun in college because it was like another party event. And then even that first like two years out of college, it was still like, okay, it's a party. But the last couple of years that I've gone out, it's just like different. Like it's not, I feel like there's like a phase now where it's, this is when Halloween, I don't really like it. But when I have a kid in however long that takes for that to happen, like that'll be when Halloween becomes fun again because we dress the kid up again and like we do that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. What's your opinion on Halloween? Like I'm not big on it anymore. Halloween, same here. Honestly, it's Mia that keeps me festive in the Halloween spirit just because she likes holidays and you know, like last night we carved pumpkins and stuff and that's fun. She she likes things like that, so she'll she'll. You know, the house is still with um, spiders. <laughs> yeah, what, still with all the crap. decorations. That's the word I'm looking for, decorations and stuff. But yeah, it's November 1st. That means uh, time for All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I I haven't listened to it since December of last year, so here we go again. We're We're starting it up. But I'm excited for Thanksgiving, that's for sure. Thanksgiving is, I feel like, the opposite of Halloween when it comes to, as you get older, the less excited I get for Halloween, the more excited I get for Thanksgiving. Because as a kid, I didn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't value food at the level I value food nowadays. Like, I I value a good, hard-cooked meal way more than I did when I was 13, when I was like, or even let's go younger than that, eight years old. When I was eight years old, couldn't get enough candy on Halloween. Didn't really think too much of the stuffing on Thanksgiving. Now roles have reversed. So I am so excited we are in November. Also kind of wild that we're in November of 23. But enough about that. I want to shift gears because we uh, we have a lot to cover this week. There's been a lot of sports news that's happened. Um, where do you even want to start? Do you do you want to start? We can start NFL, uh, or we can start the James Harden thing. I think at least worth a discussion or at least a comment. But where I'll let you lead. Where do you want to start? Uh, it's a loaded question. Um, I guess let's start with Matt. Where do you want to start? I kind of want to start with the basketball because the in-season tournament starts when? Friday? Something like that? It starts really soon. Um, I'd have to... It'll take me a second to figure it out, but I think it's... 
They started, yeah, I, saw, started. I, saw, I saw a commercial for it yeah like a day or two ago and i was like what the yeah i'm trying to see on espn where it's gonna where it is it starts soon though it starts in november um but we'll talk about that when we cross that bridge but that that's exciting you know we're, we, we'll have something to kind of discuss that is worth something and i'm sure we'll have a whole discussion about what its value is in comparison to an end of season championship and you know, the, those sorts of things like Chris Paul wins an in-season tournament championship. Is that equate to anything? Does that weigh any? We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. I want to talk about on another episode. I want to talk about James Harden, though, because James Harden finds his way away from Daryl Morey for the first time. And I don't even know how long away from the Philadelphia 76ers. It didn't seem like it was going to go well either way because he was not very happy. I think he. Went to one of the games, but had to fly separately because he was re- he wasn't allowed to fly with the team or something recently in the past week. So naturally, they trade him to the Clippers. Now the Clippers have, uh, I know they've implemented new rules uh, with when it comes to load management, but they have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, who plays one available, and but James Harden also. So three load managing heavy EJ, players. EJ Tucker. Uh, is he a load managing guy? Is he a guy that sits out a lot? No, but I mean, yeah, just a key so you, piece. Yeah, he is. He is. I, I don't think this changes my opinion on the Clippers. Really, like, I don't know. It to me, it seems like Kawhi Leonard and then a bunch of people who are not very good in the playoffs. I don't know. Could be me. Could be crazy. Oh, like. I feel like something like this would have happened two, three years ago. I would have been like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. I just see that, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like, okay. Um, it's kind of funny, too, because uh, James Harden is like, James Harden is like me on 2K on my career. Okay. Spent a couple years with the team, and then you're like, Nah, I want out of here. I want to be on a new team, trade demand, and then spend a couple seasons there. And then you're like, oh, I want to be on this new team, trade yeah, demand. Yeah, but the difference is, is you actually win championships on those teams. James doesn't yeah. win championships. He just he just learns that all of a sudden he can't win a championship there. And he gets pissed and he leaves. And I love James. My only signed jersey that I own, James Harden, Rockets. Hang that with pride in my house. But you'd be lying if you said that any of this was incentivized other than just him getting fussy and like saying, I, I just need to get out of here. Like I'm, I'm just tired of being like the whole Brooklyn thing was crazy with how many games they ended up playing together. Like the big three or whatever they had over there. That was crazy. They ended up playing what 20 something games or whatever over the course of two years together. It was, mm-hmm. it was sad. So I, that's why it doesn't mean much to me. This, this, this trade doesn't mean much to me until I see something different. Same old, same old, like he's almost like a, He's not a role player, but he's like he 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 isn't what he was. Like he's not even close to what he was. Uh, I just think at this point it's just same old shit, just a different day. And yeah, it's like that's why I don't know. It's just it is what it is. We've seen this movie already before, and it's a couple years from now, or maybe even a year from now. Maybe James Harden will be on a new team and whatnot. I yeah, don't know. Seriously. That's why it's hard to to really care too much because <laughs> we've seen it already. Yeah, I I fully agree with that. Um, 
anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like it was pretty decent. I mean, James Harden's still a pretty big name. So, but really yeah. the bulk of, I think what we're going to talk about is unless you have some, something else on the NBA, I think we're going to talk the NFL mainly because there's a lot of crazy shit that happened in the NFL. Yeah. Like you losing in a two fans league, right? Yeah. I lost in both fantasy leagues. I lost my fourth quarterback to injury this year in fantasy football. Kirk Cousins goes down. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's mo- a ton of injuries this past weekend. Uh, bigger name injuries, too. I got to get the list pulled up. And then the trade deadline. Um, obviously, the Raiders offloading McDaniels. You know, it's kind of a way of saying he got fired. But uh, yeah. How about, how about Jameer Gibbs finally being what we... How about it? Dude, how about it? That first drive, it was that first two drives, they were just feeding the shit out of him. I'm talking about handoff, handoff, handoff. All right, they're passing it. Give him the ball, handoff. I, I was it. like, I loved it. I was like, in Every five minute. straight plays, they probably gave him more touches than they did like the whole first three weeks combined. I can actually give you that number and uh, tell you. That is damn close. So just real quick, week one through week seven, uh, he was seven carries, seven carries, 17 carries in Atlanta, eight carries at Green Bay, two weeks he wasn't playing, and then Baltimore last week he had 11. But against Las Vegas, he had 26. So just fed him. Dude, you know know it was messed up. You know it was messed up, bro. How they gave Craig Reynolds all the touches oh, at the end. Oh my God, dude. You're telling me. I needed him to score. I needed him to carry me to victory. I was only five points away, dude. I played. Yeah. My team just didn't show up. It, and it's kind of funny because, um, you know, in the two fans league, you had, you had Jameer Gibbs, Eddie had Josh Jacobs. And so it was a head to head, like Josh Jacobs did decently well. Um, but the thing is, I have both of those running backs in the our other league and so i was just like you know i just need one of y'all to do something keep doing something i mean it is what it is um still ended up losing by four points because i try to tell you man this is the most unluckiest year how the fuck DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going against DeAndre Hopkins, averaging 8.7 points a game. This man cooked, uh, what was it, 35 points? 35 fantasy points? It was ridiculous, dude. Like, I I just sat there. I I couldn't believe it. I was like, am I really? There's no way. There's no fucking way. I'm getting cooked by DeAndre Hopkins. Who hasn't, who probably sniffed over 10 double digit points once this whole season? Yeah, that is accurate. He had 19 points in week five. And that's, and, and even then, even if he would have gotten 25 points, it's like, damn, that sucks, but I still would have won. Nah, he, he, he went full on cooking with Will Levis. Dude, um, he had, okay, he had four receptions, but he had three touchdowns. <laughs> it's not like they were feeding the shit out of him. He just maximized his average was 32 yards a carry. That is insane. It was just the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Like it's just 
Will Levis was literally like, fuck it. DeAndre Hopkins is out there somewhere. Chunk it. I, and I, I'm just. Mm, mm. I, Kirk Cousins towards Achilles. I picked up Will Levis. That's all I was going to say. I picked him up. I even, it was between him, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell. That was about it. I'm like, yeah, Will Levis doing it. Why not? What, what do I have yeah. to lose? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It's, uh, so that was. He, he played well, dude. Will Levis? He played well. I was impressed. Yeah, he did. Um, that was so sad, though. I was, I was just like, you know, I really needed this win to have some, like, whatever slim hopes I would have to keep, have a decent season. DeAndre Hopkins just said, hey, hold this for me, and said, yeet. Even with the great performance from Gibbs, Josh Jacobs, um, Jets defense did well for you. That was what killed me this week um, in the two fans league was I the Eagles defense and uh, they gave me 0.5 points. So and I went down also in the gridiron. Um, just. Just, I mean, lost CeeDee Lamb, 36 points. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 22 points this is who I was facing. Jamar Chase, 21 points. Joe Burrow, 24, 25. I mean. That's just, I mean, his team just went nuclear. What my, I mean, my team's averaging, you know, 10-ish a, a position, you know, with the Eagles defense at 0.5 because they somehow gave up 31 points to the Washington Commanders. I mean, that's miserable. But I didn't really want to talk fantasy because I lost in both leagues. So it was just one of those weekends for me. I wasn't happy about it, but I moved on. You kind of get you get used to it after a while, but let me tell you, you kind of get used to it, especially when DeAndre Hopkins is putting thirty five on your head, and then yeah, yeah. yeah, I just can't catch a break over here. I really can't. Um, I really but, I made poor starting decisions too. I mean, I wouldn't have won. There's no mathematical way that I could have won. Um, I mean, there is. I could have pulled Raheem Mostert and put Zach Moss in. And then I had Alexander Madison, Madison and Christian Watson in. And Alexander Madison and Watson combined for under nine points together combined. I don't, I don't um, know why you still have Zach Moss on your bench, but... Okay, because like. I keep thinking that... What's his fanny? The, the Colts head coach is going to... is oh. Shane Steichen is going to pull out... And, uh, pull him out and put Jonathan Taylor in as the primary back. But somehow Zach Moss still gets like over 12 points every single week. So, I mean, they're pretty much splitting 50 50. It's, it's, it's an automatic. I'm starting him this week. It's an automatic start for me this week because I, I need him. So, Isn't he in? I thought he was injured, but no, he's not injured. And, and then, mean, and then look, look, hey, I'm going to tell you, this is how it goes. You're going to start him, and then he's oh, going to be poo, poo cheese, poo oh, yeah. cheese. What's going to happen? It's just like, that's why, honestly, that's why sometimes when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I ask Mia who, should, who I should start. Literally this past week, I was like, Calvin Ridley has been trash. And I had Chris Godwin on my bench. I was like, hey, yo, Mia, look, just two, two names. Just point me in a direction. Calvin Ridley or Chris Godwin? And the first thing she says, oh, no, not Calvin Ridley. And I'm like, dang, I've been yelling about this dude that much where she knows who Calvin Ridley is already. <laughs> and then... I'm really she has told been me. pretty dog shit for you recently, that's for sure. Yeah, and so I started Godwin, which 
in a way worked out, but I was like, I really should have been asking if I should have started um, what Collins, Nico Collins. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's hard sometimes, you know, putting it when you don't have these top notch automatic players, like who, who, who should I put in? And that's the thing with the double flex too. The double flex really like stresses that out even more because if it was just one flex, you would probably be like, oh yeah, I got these three guys. These three, three, these three, yeah, they're automatic. This is going in every week. And then you had that extra flex and you're like, dang, who do I start? But. And. And tell you what, let's talk real football because I'm just trying to move you off of fantasy because I don't want to talk about it anymore because I lost. Let's talk real football. Loser. Um, I know neither of us care about the Las Vegas Raiders unless we're in Vegas. I Josh do. Daniels. You, you like the Vegas Raiders? Really? Hey, I told, I told Mia, how, how mad would you be if I started rooting for the Raiders pretty hard just because I'm just big Las Vegas guy here. Big just love Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> big Vegas guy. Big, big uh, McDaniel, but, Josh McDaniels gets fired. He's nine and 16 through two seasons. He didn't even make it through the second season. Um, not, I mean, 10 years with the with the Patriots as the OC won three Super Bowls. You know how to get fired from a job. You don't feed your best player. Devonte Adams, not getting fed enough at all. Absolutely. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And um, actually, I feel better about it now that I traded him away. Because, uh, yeah, keep not feeding him and keep feeding Josh Jacobs. I love it. But, yeah, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you get fired midseason. What is this, six, seven games into the season? You don't feed your best player. It's... It's so frustrating, yeah, for Devontae Adams to watch somebody of like that caliber with that talent just be totally underutilized in the prime of his career, like truly. So, and it and it makes me wonder, like, okay, where does he go? Like, trade deadline's over, so it's like can't do anything now. But I mean. You can't. There's no way he just leaves Green Bay, leaves Aaron Rodgers, and fizzles out for the rest of his career. Part of it being in his prime in Las Vegas, like he he with with how the NFL is nowadays. I mean, like he has to move. Like he has to. So it's kind of the same thing as DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins leaving the Cardinals. Grand. I mean, he went to the Titans, which is questionable, but still. The thing is, though, Derek Carr was feeding Devontae Adams. They had a good thing going on there. I don't know what it is with Jimmy G. Jimmy G really liked Jacoby Myers when he was healthy. Um, I don't know, man. They just couldn't get him the ball. And it seems pretty par with, you know, me drafting him this year, thinking I have a solid wide receiver, and then sitting in the bed. Not, yeah, just not doing it but he's out we'll see where he lands i don't have much more of an opinion on that um i'm glad the 49ers that... yeah i mean you think he'll go be oc over there 
No, I'm kidding. No, I meant I, I meant that. like the 49ers. They just they st- stole a bag. Oh, dude. Yeah, let's go to it. Traded a conditional 2024 second round draft pick to the Commanders for Chase Young. A second round pick for Chase Young, dude. I know he's had injury issues, but it's Chase Young, dude. <laughs> On that defensive line. Are you kidding me? Bro. That's what they call a trade rape. I I don't know what the what 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 the commanders were thinking, if I'm being honest, because a second round pick, like what do you really what do you really gain from that in regards to like trading away what was supposed to be one of your defensive foundational pieces? It just is so bizarre. And this is something that like I think we see when it comes to football and basketball is football. I, I, I feel like when I see a lot of these trades there, you get, you can trade less and get more. Meanwhile, in basketball, we always see these stacked up, you know, three first round picks, a conditional second or, or this play, like three players plus two second round picks, you know, for one player on the other team in basketball. Like, so it's weird to switch between sports as a person who obviously you and I talk about it pretty frequently about all sports um, to swap back and forth. Cause we kind of, I mean, we even saw the same thing with Montez sweat, Montez sweats, maybe not on the same, same tier as chase young, but again, bears traded a 2024 second round draft pick to the commanders for Montez sweat. Just really strange to see the low ball from the opposing party when it comes to the commanders trading away two defensive pieces that seem like, you know, pretty solid foundational pieces for their defense. Uh, But basically what I was saying is like, what amazes me is like, we talk about football and basketball, obviously. And I feel like in basketball, we see like almost like a, they trade like the house for a certain player. Like we'll see like three, like it'll be a three-way trade where it's like three players. Yeah. Like three players, a second round pick, you know, these conditional, this and that, like, you know, you get to sleep with my wife. Like, you know, we get like, you get all this in basketball and then in football, we look at it and it's trade a conditional second round pick for a defensive end. Who's a star foundational piece. Like it's just a strength. It always throws me off. Yeah, even in baseball, like baseball might not seem much, but some when you get like a high profile player, you're usually trading away, you know, one of your top prospects in your in your system, you know, for this person now. So it's like even then, even in baseball, they're giving they're pretty much giving up like, here, I'm ready to give you my top three prospects for this guy, giving away my future. Yeah, football, bro, like a second round pick for Chase Young? Former number two overall pick? Come on, dude. That's 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 easy. That's like I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to compare that to. It it's kind of like getting Mark Andrews in exchange for Jerome Ford and um uh, <laughs> and a warm grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
49ers. 49ers. <laughs> 49ers, dude. They are they, how do they, they need, a, how do they they need they, to win, bro. Yeah, how do they not win the Super Bowl? Like what what is the way that they don't win the Super Bowl? Injuries. <laughs> yeah, truly. It's like but they've got depth now at defensive line, really. I mean, their whole defensive line, they've got depth. I hope at this point they have depth everywhere. Because yeah, with this Trim team, with this, team this team, you never know, bro. But yeah, I mean, Trevor, the good thing Trevor is get healthy. That's for sure. That's that that position they don't have depth in. They're they're on a three game slide, which is fine. I'm not too worried about the 49ers. Honestly, I think it's good that they're kind of they're kind of losing right now. I, I'm just not I'm not big on like when you're consistently just winning. Like if they were just to be undefeated, look, 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 listen, 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 listen for a team like the 49ers, for a team like the 49ers specifically, who, who have the worst of luck just ever. In comparison Um, to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just feel like if they were to continue running the table, there'll be a lot of hype. There'll be all this and that by the time the playoffs come around. They're going to fumble the bag somewhere because of all the hype and whatnot. But now that they have a three-game slid, you know, they're, I think they're five and three right now. They're, they're record-wise, they're moving kind of more to the higher end of the middle of the pack. It's, uh, they now have things, okay, this is what we can improve on, even though we have these injuries. And so they can start winning again. And then when Trent Williams, Debo comes back, they'll be that much better. Boom, Super Bowl run. Because I mean, they they have to, they they have to win the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust for these guys. Has to. I mean, there's there's no excuse at this point. Like, there's there's not. Name the weakness. Like, is it Brock Purdy? Is Brock Purdy the weakness? But then you you go back and you're like. Well, in Shanahan's system, they always say that you could put in anybody and like they'd be successful. Like people say you put Mac Jones in there, he'd be successful. And Mac Jones is not just any Joe Schmo, but I mean, like nah. he's not a, he's not an all-star. I'm just saying, like, you really blame Brock Purdy. You can't blame the weapons, you can't blame the defense. The coach is in position, they've got stability in the front office. I mean, it's I you have no excuse. Yeah. You have no excuse. It's all there. I mean, um, there's a reason Brock Purdy, they traded away their top first-round quarterback um, that they traded all this pieces away for just to trade him away a year later after he gets injured. There's a reason they did that for Brock Purdy. They're not some... Shanahan isn't an idiot. John Lynch isn't an idiot. There's a reason why that happened. Um... So, it's uh, it, you got to do it. You just got to do it. It's now. Yeah, the time is now. Um, I know you're a fan of this guy. So I figured I'd mention. It. I don't know if you know this, but Leonard Fournette signed with the Bills. Playoff Lenny. Bills. So, yep, the Bills signed on Monday. And I'm just going through this. Josh Dobbs. Who would have thought when in in Orion clown me for this, 
for taking Hollywood Brown, who's on the Cardinals, in our fantasy draft because he said, who's going who's gonna to throw to him, Josh Dobbs? Josh Dobbs has done pretty good, good enough to get traded and replace Kirk Cousins on the on the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that was kind of a shock to me. I don't know what – you know what the Cardinals are going to do at quarterback? Is Kyler back? Is he ever playing football again? I, I haven't heard from him or of him in forever, which is probably a good thing. Oh. <laughs> Kyler Murray. He's that's why they traded him away. I think he's expected to come back. All right. Well, they better they better hope that they're gonna they're gonna get a consistent Kyler Murray who's not playing an Xbox. I guess there hasn't been a Call of Duty that's come out in a while, so I think they're all right. But they traded Josh uh, Dobbs in a conditional seventh round pick. Modern Warfare exchange. Three. Yeah. Just came out, dude. What are you talking about? Oh. Okay. Well, I, then then they're screwed. Then they're absolutely <laughs> screwed. I did. I wasn't aware. I wasn't up to date on the Call of Duty. I should have been before uh, saying that. I, I apologize for throwing the, the lies out there. I'll do better. I'll work on my craft. Let me get back in the in the lab and work on my craft. Um, what else we got here? I feel like there's some other pretty big like signings. I mentioned the Montez Sweat uh, earlier. Traded to the Browns, or sorry, the Browns, the Bears. Um, for again, just a second round draft pick, which is so strange. Like, I don't know what, what they're really doing with that, uh, collecting second round picks. I guess they like these, these people that make these trades though, they know so much about what's going on. Like, and they're like, Oh, we like this kid out of Iowa state that is likely going to fall in the 55th slot. And if we trade for this second round pick, like we'll be in position to get, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's like. There's logic behind these things. Like they don't just trade willy nilly. Like, oh, second is better than three, but not as good as one. And we know we can't get one, so we get two. It's like there's there's logic behind it. I gotta believe. So, I don't, right? I don't like know, me, meanwhile with basketball, it's like just a hodgepodge. I, I don't know about all that, man. I, you know, we. Bro, you don't think there's somebody teams. there's some future teller back there saying they like some kid out of like grambling state university that they're going to take in the 76th lot and if they trade them based on the projections of the loss record this conditional pickle landis right at 70 you don't think there's somebody who's doing that you think they're just willy-nilly i think they're just gambling like the rest of us uh, uh okay okay uh, what else? What other news we got? I feel like we're, we're missing. We're missing a bunch here. What am I missing? A and M one. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about you know teams that actually have a chance at winning a playoff game <laughs> in the next five years. <laughs> we're still, Just we're saying. still Aggies, bro. I mean, we're still yeah. Aggies that can't score in the second half. But no, we can't score in the second half. Let's go back to NFL. I'd rather go back to NFL. Um. Oh, Kirk Cousins tears his ACL or his Achilles. Yep. What do we think about this? Do we think he's going to come back and play? Apparently, they were pretty sad. Like the players, his his teammates were actually pretty sad that he got hurt. Like actually sad. I mean, yeah, kind of like when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, they were actually sad because that no, was the I season just, down the drain. No, I just mean because that like there's been a lot of speculation on whether or not he's you know, gonna act, he, he can take them to the promised land and like perform, you know, there's the joke about if you lose to Kirk cousins, 
like you don't win a Super Bowl. Like that's there's a stat actually out there that that tracks that that everybody who's lost to Kirk Cousins has never won a Super Bowl in the same year. So it's I mean, there's a lot of memes about him. People, I, at least I had heard there was rumblings that he didn't, he wasn't the guy. So I'm just throwing that in there to say, like, let's not throw so much hate on, on you know, Christian Kirk Cousins, bro. We love Christian. our Catholic boy, uh, Catholic boy Kirk Cousins, bro. Pray in Jesus, Kirk Cousins. This man, this man's all about God. I love it. I wonder if he's going to hop in the same type of rehab that Aaron Rodgers is. Like, I wonder if that's going to be something that they... You think they're going to do ayahuasca together? How crazy would that be? They're going to do ayahuasca? There was a clip of uh, Aaron Rodgers actually throwing on the field, bro. Like, Oh, bro. It's an animal. Like, was it seven weeks ago he tore his Achilles? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, doing a drop, like a three-step drop, throwing the football now? It's insane. Yeah. He's an animal. He's... No comments on the Kirk Cousins though. Vikings, they uh they lost a good one, honestly. Um it, it's just hard to replace in the middle of the season a guy that knows the offense, can conduct the offense and replace him with Josh Dobbs. Which I mean, credit to Josh Dobbs with the little that I mean, I don't know if it's very low expectations over there in Arizona or what, but I, I felt like he outplayed what was expected of, of him. Oh, absolutely. That's without a doubt. Even though they only won one game. <laughs> but, I mean. They didn't expect them to win more than one game, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and that one game was against the Cowboys, which is all that matters. Oh so. yeah, that is great. That is great. Um, let's see what what else is. How about Mister Unlimited beating the Chiefs, bro? Dude, I'm telling you, these divisional games, bro. You never know what's gonna happen when it's a divisional game. I mean, geez, the freaking Washington Commanders somehow keep giving uh, the Eagles a run for their money every time they play. I mean, listen to this this man's cooking stats right here. This man was cooking on Sunday. 12 of 19, 114 yards, three tuds, zero interceptions, sacked six times. QBR of 45. He's terrible. I don't know how they won this game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 12 and 19. You, well, you know who's, who's much. bro, you know, I was, I was, I was, I, I don't want to just say shock. I was flabbergasted. I was dumbfounded when I saw, I think the, the NFL standings, like the league leaders and whatnot. Did you know the Seahawks are five and two? Yeah, bro. Gino's cooking, like, dude. Like what? Bro, this just, just this just goes to show that it's like Pete Carroll, even though he didn't hand the ball to the best running back of the year in the Super Bowl, went on the one yard line. Didn't make that correct decision. But I mean well, it's kind we of all know why that. now. We all yeah. know why now. It wasn't yeah. his fault. Yep, now we know. 
that dude that's cooking in Denver. Exactly. And you take that guy out who was, you know, MVP contender during his prime in Seattle or during Seattle's prime Legion of Boom prime. And you put him in Denver and you replace him with Geno Smith who washed out for the Jets. And they're five and two. And he went to come back as player of the year last year. It's like, Pete Carroll might be on to something. Pete Carroll might be a much better coach. I ain't right back. back. Gave us the greatest one-liner ever. Honestly, that's that's historic right there. That's the that goes up there with like the. Um, you like that? You like that? And uh, what's the Bart Scott? Can't wait! Can't wait! Just that's right. It's up there. It's those three, really. It's those three. So yeah. Uh, Seahawks beat the Browns twenty-four twenty, bro. They're Dude, they're I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed. I, I was, I mean, I still think they've been kind of playing against cupcakes. That, that's just me going off the dome, not really actually looking into who they actually played. But I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the with the take. They've played cupcakes. <laughs> I'm just gonna go along. No, you're not. It. You're not wrong. Uh, lost to the Rams week one. Beat the Lions week two. Week three, they beat the Panthers. Week four, they beat the Giants. Week five, they lost to the Bengals. And then went against the Cardinals last week and the Browns this uh, this past weekend. So, I mean, they've got a few, like, not-so-bad teams they play. I mean, it's not – they're playing the Ravens now, next week or this coming week. Ooh, that one's going to be – that's going to be a good one. still got the 49ers. Dude, yeah, Baltimore, to Baltimore is a sneaky good team. Oh, sneaky. dude, they're not sneaky at all. They're good as hell. No, nah, I mean, I still feel like they got that. You know, oh, it's the Ravens. Like, they're going to be good, but they're not going to be great. Like the Clippers. Good, good, but not. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. The but, but I feel like Lamar's been playing a lot better this year um, under agree. the new offensive coordinator. So who knows, man? Uh, but listen to this. I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna get tested here. They play the Ravens next week, and then they've got Washington and the Rams. And then listen to this. We've got the 49ers, then at the Cowboys, and then at the 49ers again, and then the Eagles. So they've got a four-game stretch that is going to be brutal. They play the 49ers twice in three weeks? Twice in three weeks, dude. And And the sandwich is the Cowboys. That's That's Texas tough. That's what we say, <laughs> dude. That's yeah. Well, if they yeah, survive that's how you that, go. That's how you, that's how you go to five and five and two to five and five real quick. Five and six, five and that's seven. Right. They'll 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 be fine. They'll finish above five hundred for sure. Um, I, I got a question for you. I'm ready. Are you are you, are you still in on the Texans? Are you still after taking that loss against? Carolina this past weekend are you still kind of you know what we took that loss uh I don't know where where are you at with yeah that? yeah I am I um it's hard not to be honestly like what we've seen over the first seven weeks finishing at three and four or at three and four through seven weeks that's uh it's impressive, honestly, with the expectations that we had coming into this year. 
I have nothing but good things to say. I, it's not like this. We expected this team to be a playoff team. I I expected this team to probably have four to five wins all year, and to have a quarterback that had struggles. I mean, C.J. Stroud, bro, eighteen hundred yards, nine tuds, and one interception on the year. He's got a QBR of fifty eight, which is fourteenth in the league. So he's above average on the QBR as a rookie. Thrown one interception. Ball security is job security. And really a lot of these like draft picks have hit. I mean, Tank Dell coming in the third round, like pretty big hit out of Houston. Didn't expect him mm-hmm. to do so well. So and then obviously two and three at CJ Sean Will Anderson. Those are the three that I know off the top of my head. Um very impressed with this team, even after this loss. I feel like uh this one, um, it, the thing is, you, you got to look at the games. The record, yeah, they may be three and four, but you look at this game. This one was right there. It was attainable. It's one of those growing pains. You know, you, if you flip this to a dub, that's you're going into four and three. We have a winning record now. Um, the Atlanta game, um, we had to kick all those field goals, which watching it live was suck sucking because, you know, just field goals. You want to see your, your people t- score tuds. Yeah, yeah. Um, which that, that ended up being a very close game in which um, very similar to this Carolina where Panthers game where, you know, offense took the lead. I think they were up by like two points. And defense just couldn't make the stop that needed to be made. And then both Atlanta and Carolina kicked the game winning field goals, chip shot, chip shots, essentially. Um, so imagine flipping those two, to wins, you're five and three, you're one like, and so, and, and that's just from being young. We have a young team, young squad. So they're going to learn, start learning more and more on how to pull out of those games with some wins. And once they do, it's, it's going to be a little scary, man. It's going to be a little scary for Lee. Miko has done an incredible job coaching this year, man. Like I love him at head coach. I think he's, I think he's perfect. I retweet brother. I, I, I mean, we couldn't, I love it. I love the energy. I love uh, what he brings to the table, seeing him on the sidelines, um, seeing him get hyped after a goal line stand and whatnot it's 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 i love miko it's uh it's looking good in houston i'm i'm happy for our football team i think we're we're in a good spot we're going in the right direction we made good picks you know casario has had a few years under his belt now his draft picks he seemingly has done a great job a great job drafting like mm-hmm. seemingly I mean, for, I think this is the first year. Yeah, first year without the Easter Bunny in the building. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of good decisions, you know, overall. And I have to give credit to McNair, too, because McNair is, you know, buck stops at the top. I mean, you give him credit, you give him blame, and you got to give him credit. I mean, the what we were seeing a couple of years ago and how we were griping about this team, even in the offseason, and – what they've put out, the product they've put out this year has been nothing short of, you know, exceptional, in my opinion, from, from based on our expectations. 
because uh, again, I didn't expect them to have more than probably four wins this entire year. And they're already 75% there through seven games, which is pretty good. Pretty good. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy being a a Texans fan more than I would be if I was per se like a Cardinals fan, which is strange to say because a couple of years ago when that we traded for, you know, that ham and cheese sandwich that is David Johnson for and lost JJ Watt, the staple to our team, and DeAndre. And we had B.O.B. and it was looking miserable. And it was like, man, it'd be a lot easier to be a Cardinals fan right now because they'd just gotten Kyler and all the pieces. Now here we are a couple of years later. I'm like, not so bad. Not so bad to be a Texans fan. And we're back. We're back. Doesn't happen very often, honestly. That doesn't happen where you have like a full 180 from expectations and like feel about your team. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often. It happens in Houston. Uh yeah, dude. Uh, I guess the last thing is um, rankings, college football rankings. Um, they dethroned the... I'm trying to get it pulled up. Playoff predictor. Where the hell is this? It's Okay, I'm going to just go off memory. So number one is Ohio State. They dethroned Georgia without a loss, which is kind of new. It's whatever. Yeah, it's kind of... Eh. I feel like this has it happened before where they've dethroned a no loss team. I mean, it's back to back. Ohio champs, State champs. It isn't Ohio State undefeated as well. They are undefeated, and they have two top fifteen wins, top ten, top fifteen, something like that. There you go. Their wins have been more more impressive than Georgia. Georgia still hasn't hit the. I think they're just now starting to hit the tough part of their schedule. Yeah, they uh so it's Ohio State eight no, Georgia eight no, Michigan, number three, Florida State, number four, Michigan. Washington. Yep. Michigan, bro, do you think they did it? You oh, cheated? All them signs. You think they cheated? I mean they won't they won't bring the hammer down like they did on the Strohs, dude. That's the thing that's so funny, is like I read all the comment well, it, that's just top of mind because I'm reading the comments about like World Series or Astros or whatever, like on Instagram, people were like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter because they stole whatever. And it just bothers me because some people will hop on there and defend. And they're like, well, the Dodgers and the Yankees and this and that and a bunch of other kind of I feel like the same thing for Michigan. Like, even if they did, it's like there's not really going to be punishment. Like, that's I think I think so. I think if they're caught red handed, like pretty solid evidence, I think they're going to they're get the hammer because this is the first time this has really came out like this. So the NCAA has to make an example. They got it. Harbaugh's gone. One foot already out the door. Um, they're probably going to lose a ton of scholarships. Playoff ban for a year. Maybe two. Maybe. I think all that at the minimum. I uh, I think Harbaugh should be gone, especially if the allegations are true, but also because he just chronically underperforms. They play Ohio State later this year. They always do, and they'll lose like they typically do. Um, Florida State at number four. Washington's left out. They're the only undefeated team left out at number five. And then Oregon, six. Texas, seven. Bama, eight. 
Oklahoma nine, and then who we play this weekend, Ole Miss at ten. All one loss teams. Um, well, surprisingly, we didn't make the top twenty five. Who would have thought? <laughs> What you mean? Of course we weren't gonna make the top twenty-five. What the hell? Uh, we suck. Yeah, we do suck. Welcome to the dark side. Uh, we got a we got a doozy this weekend though against Ole Miss. I don't have high hopes for this at all. Yeah, everybody at the office keeps telling me because they're Georgia fans. So apparently Ole Miss plays Georgia next week. They're like, I hope A&M beats Ole Miss, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, why? Why aren't you trying to be the best team in the league? Because yeah. you know yeah, you would you would want them to be at their maximum so you can get ranking nods. Yeah, because like if, if yeah, they're, if the blemish on their record is from Texas A and M, it ain't gonna look very good. No, it is not. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of good games this weekend. I know the Bama LSU game is this weekend, which will be good. 8 Bama, 14 LSU. Colorado plays somebody. They play Oregon State, who's ranked 16. That'll be a good one. Um, my, my my boss is an LSU fan. He's like, man, he's been trashing LSU's defense the whole season. He's like, man, watch after this game. They're going to turn Milrow into a Heisman candidate after what he does to LSU's defense. <laughs> bro, for real. Their defense does suck, that's for sure. Uh, Georgia doesn't have an easy week. They're playing Missouri. Missouri's 12. Um, Oklahoma, 9, playing Oklahoma State, who's 22. Pretty good slate this weekend. I'm excited for it. But that's... I think we got through it all. I think that's I think that's all the sports news. That's all I got. Yeah. I was looking. There's a John Morant thing I just saw on ESPN. I'm like, what do you do now? Can you pull out another gun? because <laughs> it always seems like we get off recording and then something happens so i was like did we catch the recording um anyway that's everything i got that's everything david's got so two fans you order to find us slice dabbles pod slice dabbles podcast uh every week we've been pretty good about every week every two weeks might return to us in the future but for now just trust that every week we'll be here and uh we'll see you next time <laughs>